This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it's time for THN Cover to Cover for Saturday, January 23rd. Hey, kids, my name's Matt Long. And I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 Central Time, Matt and I go live on Facebook and our Zoom channel. To rap about the week's new comics, some nerd news, movies, TV, whatever. And of course, the question of the week, live with you, the listeners. This is a live show, and we need you to play along. So jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on Facebook, or you can call us at 402-819-4894. There's also a handy-dandy little call now button right there on our Facebook page. Or you can just chat with us in the Facebook live chat. Let's try and keep all the chat there so everybody can see it. So if you're watching live, it's all right there. It'll be awesome. And if you can't be here live, that's fine. You can leave us a message at 402-819-4894, or you can send an MP3 to twittednerd at gmail.com. But before we open these phone lines, Joey, let's reset some of this week's nerd news that they may wish to speak about, and more importantly, the question of the week. All right. Uh, Well, apparently Marvel is making a return to Heroes Reborn. Yes. But but not in the way you might think. We got some teasers here. They look like... (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's basically just Marvel amalgam. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's like the secret warps. Yeah. And I would argue, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but I would argue I don't have the greatest feelings for heroes reborn you know like there's nothing no. like age of apocalypse in x-men is something we constantly return to and go man it was so cool it was so much fun it was such a breath of fresh air to the x-men at the time and they're not celebrating you know 10 years 20 years of that they don't even care but heroes reborn is this just like it's the 25th anniversary is jim lee so, crossing you know, the crossing the picket line from dc and coming over to marvel no, to do this again no, or you know no. i don't get it uh marvel released eight images um one is like a mashup they're all basically character mashups one is yeah. uh dr doom and juggernaut one is uh i don't know who that is the enchantress maybe maybe Scarlet witch and Jean gray or maybe know. an eternal thing because like they're trying to pump up the eternals i don't know well, I don't see anything about the Eternals. Uh, this, yeah, this is Scarlet Witch and the Enchantress. Okay. Uh, we got Reed Richards and Ben Grimm as like a oh, so they're not necessarily mashups, but th- this version of um, Reed and Ben, they're more like Shield agents uh, instead of superheroes. Yeah. Um, but it's way got, more amalgam uh, than Heroes Reborn, right? Way more. Well, I mean, maybe not necessarily. Yeah. Uh, like maybe in this reality, the Scarlet Witch becomes the Enchantress. You know, maybe in this reality, Doctor Doom gets the Gem of Sitarak. Okay. Um, so it's more what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know. Uh, yeah. There's uh, here's one with a young Peter Parker. He's just as a photographer taking photos of a different superhero. He's not like doing his own superhero thing. Don't really care. I, don't know. Uh, you know I what, guess I don't. You know what the I coolest thing about Peter Parker is? He's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's not that he's a photographer. Yeah, yeah, right. It's true. 
Uh, we got uh, Thanos with uh, with uh, the rings of the Mandarin with the Mandarin rings. That's Man- kind of neat. So we say Mandarin. Is that how we're saying that now? <laughs> it's Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't really know. Um, it's it's an uh, it's like an alternate universe. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so yeah, we got the Hulk fighting Hulk dogs or whatever the hell. Which. Is that a Hulk dog? Sure, no, you need to return to those. Everybody, nah, loves some the Hulk sort of alien so lizardy thing. Yeah, it's not the Hulk dog. Uh, this this is actually like a very like throwbacky looking purple pants Hulk, Hulk smash Hulk. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And then we've got Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, that's uh, Agent Coulson running for uh, president or Senate or who knows. And then we've got Wolverine uh, leading what appears to be a version of Alpha Flight. Sasquatch has horns. Aurora's carrying a bat. I don't really get it. Yeah. I will say this is the one thing I was excited about. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, I guess we have no details about Heroes Reborn. It looks like alternate reality. Yeah. So, uh, There's rumors what, like ultraverse might have something to do with it too or like oh that was that was just them spitballing that's, that's yeah not, that's gotta that's be bullshit that's a bunch of right? hot nonsense yeah and yeah no like nobody's nobody's celebrating the anniversary of the ultraverse no uh we've got uh in other news we have um chris evans there's a real hot rumor going around that Chris Evans is in talks to return to the MCU in some fashion. I mean, yeah, I don't find that hard to believe in the fact that he's going to pop up. We're getting Kang as a bad guy. That's going to involve all manner of time travel. We know that Steve had another life after, you know, Endgame where he got to de-age and grow up with, you know, Peggy and whatever. So it's not hard for me to believe at all that we're going to get glimpses of Steve's life or something, or they need to go pull him out of his life for something for a moment. But we're not getting another, you know, Captain America movie. And that's not going to happen. In fact, I think the chances that he puts on the suit are slim. We might see him holding, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding on to the shield or something, but I find it hard to believe he puts on the suit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, I think that it'll be maybe a cameo or like you said, we might see some uh, glimpses of his life after the, after he leaves to return the stones. Uh, But I doubt we're going to see a full return of Steve, of uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers as a star of the MCU. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, fun, like whatever though. I'm into it. I like him. And uh, as if we weren't already confused enough with heroes were born, Marvel is bringing back what if, but they're not calling it what if. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what should they just we, call it? Not what if is what they should call yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so they are, uh, they are launching a series. Uh, this is, uh, this according to Zdarsky is going to be the first of a new line of what if ask stories yes yeah. uh, but they're not one shots like this is a mini right uh this is called spider-man spider's shadow it's written by chip Zdarsky with art by pasquale ferry who rules and it's basically i didn't realize pasquale ferry has never worked on a spider-man project before this i did not know that not in any kind of like ongoing yeah he just I, seems i'm like sure he's that he's been around for so long and he's never worked on a yeah. spidey project i'm shocked uh so this is basically uh what if Peter never gave up the symbiote. Right. What if he became Venom? 
more or less. Right. But yeah, what if he became Venom? Uh, so yeah, you know, we'll see. I love Zdarsky. Pasquale Ferry is an artist I can't get enough of. That He's guy, I, I love. Yeah. I've always loved his work. And this supposed to be super, um, super, super dark. I guess from what they're saying. I mean, which it should be. He's going to be Venom. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm into it. Uh, but that's basically the uh, biggest news of the week. Uh, of course, we've got WandaVision, which uh, you've already said we are going to get heavy into. We're getting into it. We're going to get heavy into WandaVision. <laughs> We're going to wade deep into our WandaVision. Oh, yes. Let's get going uh, here. For though. now, I have a question of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reset the question of the week. Sorry. This is a good uh, one. This I want to discuss it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week's question was submitted by Morgan Le Francais via the THN forums. Uh, and his question is basically a philosophical one. Do you think uh, a character's status as a hero or a villain... Let me back it up. Do you think a particular character's power set... Yes. ...has a role in determining if they are a hero or a villain? For example, if you've got Superman powers, it's kind of a no-brainer. You're probably going to be a hero. But... Well, you know, unless we're talking about, like, a, a, a deconstruction-type story like Irredeemable or whatever. Um, or Hyperion, who's been evil a million times. Sure, you know, <laughs> const- constantly brainwash that guy. Yeah, the latest Shazam, um, who's way evil. Yeah, uh, and uh, so his his other example is, you know, if you have the power to walk through walls or bank vaults, aren't you kind of determined to be some sort of burglar? Or <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, what what do do powers? have a role in determining one's alignment. Oh, also, Future State Week 3. We rolled into Future State Week 3. Want to talk about yeah, that? Because you're still reading. Let's let's get into it, man. Brian Domingos is here. I'm asking to unmute him. Brian, get us started here. Let's talk. Hey, guys. Good morning, sir. Good How morning. are we? Good morning. Good, good. Um, I had a short list of things, and then you guys talked about some other things, so there's a lot going on. Um, I think the question of the week, it's a really interesting superhero nature versus nurture yeah i agree i think the answer is yes and no (laughs) quite honestly Mm -hmm. yeah well it's i mean it's sort of like it's always fun to talk about but it's one of those things like they did so well in the like the like i'll say claremont because he was like in front of it in the 80s like the x-men like the morlocks like are there are nice morlocks right and there shouldn't be you know but because some of them have they're discarded by society they are and some of them have horrible powers that yeah. you know to do horrible things but they were still like try, just trying to get by they're uggos like, they're all yeah, uggos right right i mean they are i mean they are underground dwellers but um yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting question about you know it's like where you know it's the it's like morality plus power right like yeah. how does that work one of the things and, like um, in, I think it's, it, we just reviewed Shazam the future state book this week and one of the things Joe and I talked about was how it's it was so strange to see this super dark take on Shazam. Now, I would also argue this is the third dark take we've had on Shazam in the past two years, if you want to count the infected crap and deceased oh, and all uh, that, but whatever. Yeah. I would argue DC can't stop doing this to Shazam. But is it because of Shazam's powers or is it because he's a kid? He's Billy Batson and he's just like a sweet guy and he's the big cheese when he turns red, you know, like... I, I don't really know. It felt weird. I did yeah, it's like it. It's because of Billy. It's Billy. Right. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam is the way he is because of Billy, not because of his powers. Black, like, but if you un- Black Adam has the same powers and he's Black Adam. But you untether Shazam 
from Billy as they did in this book. And he's evil, straight up evil, <laughs> more or less. Pre- so I, evil like that I, he pretends I, to be good. Is that weird? I mean, I, I think it's in that case of like, it is because of Billy, but it also depends on which version of Billy you're writing. Right. Like the, the kind of, you know, I mean, it's sort of quaint, like the, uh, Gary Frank, Jeff Johns version, which was like a little edgier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, edgy as far as Shazam goes, but like, it's gotten so grim. Like that almost seems still quaint. It's on that, like, like not so bad, you know, they, I mean, they made a movie out of it that was yeah. pretty had some dark spots, but not, you know, for the most part, it was kind of lighthearted. Yeah. And, and Billy, um, and Billy that. and Shazam like, were the bright spot, obviously. And that was the whole idea. Yeah. And, and I, but like, I think having a, you know, you take a, a kid who, I mean, and it's, it's sort of also the, the, you know, it's the environment, but it's like, what's the world like, you know? And right. I, I always like the, one of my favorite Shazam stories is that, you know, the uh, crisis times five from JLA where he's the, he's like a hokey Superman and it's like, how do you get even hokey than Superman? But like the Holy moly and all that. And like, and he apologizes for punching Superman so that he can go on that mission. And yeah. Like, yeah. He's a like, sorry, Superman, sir. But like, you know, I got to step in. Like he's, he's a little kid trying to be, he's like the best little kid trying to be the best grown. It was a great moment where he's the, like, I can't tell Superman that he can't come. I can't do that. So I'm just going to punch him out. Yeah. <laughs> like, gonna, well, and, and, and that's what I love about, um, that's what I love about underworld unleashed as well. That, uh, that short little event from the nineties where, um, everyone just assumed that Neron was after Superman's soul. They're like, Oh, he's after the best of us. He's after the best of us. And the twist is like, no, you idiots. He's after Captain Marvel. Right. Right. Because Billy Batson is like the most innocent, selfless hero on the planet. Yeah. And I thought that's what made it really interesting in uh, what Mark Wade in uh, on drawing complete blank, where Billy comes and he's Lex's weapon against kingdom Superman. come. Thank you. Kingdom come where they mm-hmm. used Billy right. as an adult, you know, and like shows up and it's like, yep, I'm whipping your ass. I'm on Lex's side now. <laughs> like, that's interesting. But I don't know. I, I think that goes to show, yeah, like the kid, obviously, the personality is what makes it. That's why Superman's a good guy. Not because he has those powers, but because he's a good guy. He had good parents, and then he had good foster parents. Whereas Hyperion is a monster, you know, because he's too powerful. Yeah, and all the other, uh, yeah, and all the other the vari- variations of Superman that have been evil are because they were manipulated. Yeah. You know, or, or encouraged, encouraged to go with, like, their their selfish feelings or raised by than, communists. You know, Don't forget that one. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously the, the most dangerous of all, we all know there the are no good part. communists out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so, it's, it's so ridiculous and how, like the, how much the world has changed in 20 years. So it's like, Oh, that's, that's a nice quaint story. But, uh, <laughs> you know, everything else is chaos. Although, you know, good news this week, but we don't have to get specific. Yeah. 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 No, hey guys, we made it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but, but, um, I, um, I just listened to the episode you guys did about Wonder Woman um, with your uh, lovely wives, and I watched the movie last weekend, um, and I thought it was, like, B-minus fine. Yeah. Like, good enough. I, yeah. like it's, I, I don't know. I don't ever sit down and say, like, oh, my God, I got to watch that movie again because I don't have two and a half hours to do that um, ever. Yeah. But um, I watched it with my, my wife and the kids, and, like, they enjoyed it, and it was... Um, you know, 
it was fine. It was good enough. Like, I think the idea of every movie has to be the best, better than the last thing. And like this upping the stakes thing of like, who's the best, who's the best is like so toxic and terrible because it's impossible. It's an impossible level to um, achieve all the time every day. Sure. And that's um, fair. So to have like a, to have like a, yeah, it was fine. You know, like there, there were, I know Keith had specific, uh, Keith Binder had some specific opinions, but the idea of like, this is just scenes. And um, they had ideas of things they wanted to see. And then they kind of made a movie out of it. And like, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Like, definitely. Zeus and the lightning and all that. It like, shows. Yeah. yeah. It so, definitely shows. But, um, and, and I, I'm with you though. Like, yeah, probably a B minus for me. I'm not going to revisit it. But to say it's the worst movie in the world is stupid. Was it as good as the first one? Absolutely not. It just wasn't. And it felt more like a family well, fun so- movie, I guess. Like, hey, we can all sit down and watch this. It's Christmas. Hooray. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it was it was the initial like people on, you know, Christmas Day Eve and like trashing it on Facebook or Twitter. And it's like, how bad can this movie be? And it's like, it's not that bad. Well, but like, they, it's fine. they right. did that for the, the first Wonder Woman, too. I mean, like the trolls are going to troll. That's what they do. So, I mean, there's well, you're, I, there's, there's a there's woman a, in it. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, no, but like I saw I, I saw pretty harsh criticism right off the bat from like non-troll like actual comic book people that I, I know and follow. I'm like, well, film reviewers too. On. I mean, a lot of film reviewers came out and they said they like, they missed it. They missed the mark here and they putting this juxtaposing this next to, you know, the first one, this is a bad movie. And I think that's a fair criticism too. I, I definitely do. I didn't love it as much as the first one, but I also don't mean think that makes it the worst thing ever. Yeah. There were like Joe, like, there were people whose opinions I was curious about, like, you know, they're not, they're not just like mouth breathing trolls who hate everything. Right. Like what yeah. are people who loved the first movie? Like if you did the first movie, I don't care. You know, you hate all the new star Wars, you hate everything. Yeah. Like you are a misogynist and gross, but for, for like this, this friend of my wife's who like loved the wonder woman movie so much, she's, you know, like a history teacher and a feminist. And she got a wonder woman tattoo for her birthday and like all these things. And she was like, depressed about it and i was like oh man like how bad is this movie and then i was like yeah it's a movie she also like, sounds like she might be you know like r- riding high and then crashing low <laughs> you know what i mean like you don't just rush out and be like that movie ruled i'm getting a tattoo <laughs> you know, like, it was it was so it was settle down. immediately it give it a year <laughs> give it give it two years I let think, it breathe you know i think she had a significant birthday and so it was one of those like oh, you know, okay. two years later she's gonna get what well, yeah no she, she's not a crazy person she's she, she's one of the you know a normie who okay. uh, liked it but fair um, enough yeah no it was it's a um it's an interesting time for movies and they just need to put goddamn black widow out because who cares like just put it i know yeah at this point it's stupid so annoyed and now we're like we're so may we're gonna get black widow and then july we're immediately gonna get chang chi is that right in that order like boom boom that seems awfully fast and then we get another one in november like guys space it out let's give it some time i don't know i don't know how things are going on omaha but here in massachusetts um who's going to a movie theater by may yeah right is that gonna happen i don't think so like this is like 
we haven't even gotten you know, through our first are, round of vaccines in Nebraska. That, so what, yeah. we're looking at like fall right. before somebody like me even gets on a list, I'm betting. Unless I want to go wait in a two and a half I mean, hour line, you know, to drive through a stadium and get stabbed. <laughs> so, <laughs> or something I was something I did I did briefly consider, like how bad do I have to make my health temporarily get bumped up a little bit? <laughs> there you go. Like, <laughs> what, what, do, what, what do I have to do to like, like, wow, like your blood pressure is like super high it's like all right i've been eating really awful things what if i'll dial back like what if we uh what if we do that but yeah um i don't know you know we all make choices that we have to do to survive in this in in the future it's true um, and i get why marvel i get what marvel is doing by not just releasing it right away because hbo max is under a lot of fire a lot of creators are pissed about it uh, Christopher Nolan is leaving Warner Brothers over this because he thinks it's the dumbest oh, he, thing they've ever done. He's now, such. He's like, also. I, I yeah. like his movies. He, he's a goddamn baby. Oh, he's like, a jackass. Man, yeah. Take a look outside. Like, look outside. Right. You know what you don't see? People. Yeah. So because everyone's in the house, like this idea that like your movies are the are, can only be in the theater. Like, yeah. Do you want anyone to like? I don't physically know anyone in person who see Tenet. No one. Like no one. I know. I know two people that went to the theater and saw it, and they were like, "I saw Uh, it at two o'clock in the afternoon. No one else was there. It was perfect." Our our friend, uh, our good dear friend Eric, went to see Tenant in the theater seven times. He is an idiot. Well, Eric has problems. I I love Eric. He has issues. You know. Did he get a Tenant tattoo on the way home? Yeah, on his neck, like SoundCloud rapper style. (laughs) Yeah, like a portrait. It's it's really weird. Yeah. All right, Brian, we got some other peeps know. that want to get in here, man. Did you have anything else? No, that's good. Later, guys. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Have a great one, Brian. Jeffrey, catch him. JD, gotta catch, as we like to call him. How are you today, sir? Let's talk. Good. I'm good. So I heard you guys talking about Wonder Woman a little bit. I realized that I think I said it was a movie and it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I've been re-watching the MCU uh, Avengers movies, just kind of piecemeal uh, thing i love about disney plus is like i can just go in and watch like the on your left scene and end game like joe does yeah. and uh and then i went back to age of ultron because i feel like i'm like one of 10 people that likes that movie uh and i was watching it and i was noticing in the first like the really good fight scene in the beginning where they're taking out the 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 hydra cadre even though it's got that slow motion action scene that's basically a live action jim lee yeah. splash page <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that scene but i like yeah. it but it is pretty goddamn cheesy <laughs> <You know? laughs> but i realized something that it, going back and watching these movies and catching little things you missed um you know everyone gives tony stark a hard time in that movie for being responsible for ultron and we realize he's really not Wanda is. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, but Tony Stark created the idea, you know, whatever. But I mean, none of that would have happened if Wanda hadn't fucked with his head in the beginning. I mean, I guess. Well, well, hold on. Explain. With Tony's head? Yeah, go back and explain. Yeah, with Tony's head. Hold on. Okay, so when they shut down the, they shut down the base, uh, Steve's beaten up Strucker. Right. And Stark gets out of the armor. He walks in and he finds the secret room that's got the staff. Mm-hmm. Wanda comes up behind him and puts the whammy on him. That's when he sees all the dead Avengers and 
Tony, you could have saved us all. Why didn't you? And then not Quicksilver shows up and says, you're going to let him have the staff. And she goes, yes, I've, I've shown him, you know, I've shown him his fear or something like that. Right. Yeah. So basically all of Ultron was put in motion by Wanda. Okay. So you're saying that's what spawns him to be like, oh shit, I got super scared by what I saw. I got to do something to make sure this doesn't happen. And he overcompensates and makes Ultron. Okay. That's fair. I I mean, I don't, I don't know that I don't really know that I would put the blame at Wanda's feet. That's like, (laughs) you know, to, to, to be, to be shown like a, a dark future. Yeah. And be and be afraid for your the lives of your loved ones, uh, well, and to go from I would, to, go I would from say, to invent murder bot is well, a yeah. leap. But that's also Tony's personality to completely right. And also, I would I, I would agree with you, Joe, if it weren't for the fact that Wanda specifically says, "I'm giving him the staff because of what I've shown him. I know what he'll do." Mm. Yeah, and he it, that is his personality to completely overcompensate you know, so and do something irresponsible, right? But, but they also didn't intend to create a murder bot. True. No, I mean, that yeah. happened. And maybe yeah. she didn't know that the murder bot was coming either. Maybe she thought right. he would create something great. But because he's Tony, he'd made but, it too great and it freaked out and turned into Ultron. And yeah. I look, I liked Age of Ultron more <laughs> than I thought I did. When we went back and revisited it in our rewatch, I actually really mm-hmm. liked it. I I didn't yeah. care too much for how they threw Quicksilver away so fast. Yeah. But now suddenly... They did something last night in WandaVision where it's like, because they never even mentioned him again after that shit happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen seen WandaVision 3 yet. So my point about the MCU movies and bringing it up in juxtaposition to Wonder Woman is, I realized what bugged me about Wonder Woman is they went back to the well of my least favorite superhero trope in any superhero storytelling, which is take away their powers. Mm. Yeah. I fucking hate that yeah i realized they've never done it in the mcu other than thor's hammer which is the story of thor right and and and, well not only that but oh you mean in ragnarok but he's still a guy like he's still a badass he just doesn't have his hand even that's like not so much taking away his power it's just making him redirect his power right and even when he got fat like he was still a badass he's just yeah yeah. you know he just doesn't have his hammer it was just telling to me that it's like, okay, they've never taken the super soldier serum away. They've never shut. I mean, they kind of shut down Tony's armor a couple times, but, but that's also different. Like turning right. off Tony's armor is one thing. They had a whole movie where they took him out of the armor, yeah. you know, and he did say, which I still Iron think Man was 3. really good. Cause we got, I, I enjoyed Iron Man three a lot more and I remembered it as well. Cause we got to see <laughs> Iron Man like three is a good movie. Tony yeah. Stark, the man. And this is why Tony Stark is Iron a Man hero. It's not just the, the suit. <laughs> Yeah, Iron Man 2 is not great. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is definitely the, the not great. Biggest, the biggest sin of Iron Man 2 is that it's boring. It's yeah. too long yeah. and it's boring. Yeah. yeah. And and just like they did too much with too much going on. Do Whiplash. Whiplash. Great, I'm into it. Do Extremis. Okay, I guess I'm sort of into well, that. Extremis was three. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Extremis, Extremis was three. Was yeah. three. Yeah, it's it, right. it, it was just a hammer. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, just like two. Hey, you got... This is this is also one of my uh, least favorite uh, superhero movie tropes, where it's just like hero fights an evil looking version of himself. Yeah, yeah. Like and then it's the and then in the next one, it's hero fights 
a dozen evil looking versions of himself. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, why did we, why are we basically just doing the exact same Venom versus Gray Venom, Venom versus Stay yeah, Tuned right. for Venom versus Red Venom. <laughs> <You Yeah>. <laughs> Iron Man versus lots of armors. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah. I would have rather uh, I mean, seen the I, armor wars. You want to see, like, oh, oh look, other countries are building Iron right. Man too. And he's yeah, got where's Crimson that? Dynamo? Yeah. Give me yeah. Crimson oh, Dynamo or the yeah. Titanium Man. Let's or, go. Or, uh, I would love to see that. I, I'm hoping we're going to get, I'm hoping we're going to get that in the War Machine show in the Iron War. I, uh, yeah, we are. Or, definitely. Because yeah, they already said it's going to be like an Armor Wars type thing, which makes sense. Of well, course, there would be an arms wars. race for this if, the, if America has an armored superhero that's wearing, like, yes, there would absolutely be an arms race next let's see it oh, well yeah, and i think totally. It, it totally i think it totally makes sense for it to follow tony's death right uh right. where totally. he's no longer around to like keep it under his purview so now well, there's yeah, a power vacuum he, basically and yeah, someone's gonna they, fill it there, there was a great uh there was a great uh like congress scene with him and gary shandling uh yeah it's like you can't have it yeah and that was like <laughs> and pretty much showing that the only reason why the u.s government hasn't co-opted is is just purely by the sheer power of tony's balls right more or less like i'm a yeah. private citizen what are you gonna do arrest me that'll right. look good i'm an avenger by the way as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> also i'm iron man what are you gonna do about it yeah you like know? come come at me let's see how that plays on tv you know i, I have you decided know, that i want my i want my clear cell phone when are we gonna get those <laughs> yeah, yeah it's bullshit i almost want a clear cell phone more than a jetpack at this point <laughs> Because I feel like if I had a jetpack, I would fuck myself up real fast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> It'd be a bad idea. They're like, you're a little yeah. too high. and be like, I'm just going to go for a cruise, man. Ah! You know? <laughs> or like you so, kick your feet back a little too much and burn them. You know, like I could, ugh, all kinds of problems. <laughs> real quick before we move on to whoever's next, uh, I just wanted to touch on what I talked about last week. So since we talked last week, I have posted, and so has David, posted several TikToks that are not kids dancing. And I'm just wondering, are you, are I saw you convinced them. yet? I saw them, and now I know it's a thing. Yes, I'm still not getting in on TikTok. I just that's fine. Twitter and Facebook are enough for me, and and yeah. <laughs> Instagram is where I go to see artists doing shit because it's a little mm. more stretched out. And I think maybe I'm just older, and that's why mm. I have an attention span where I can watch something for five minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as opposed to like yeah. here's six seconds of action. <laughs> Here's six more seconds of acne. Okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy the cooking one, though. Yeah, no, it was cool. They they do some cool stuff on there. It's very creative. It's I don't need it. I got enough. I got enough, you know? <laughs> it's, right. it's too much. Well, I'll let you guys go, uh, but I just wanted to rant about MCU a little bit because I've been re re resting on Disney Plus to get me through things. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> I hear you, man. I, I, I've been doing the same. So. All right, Jeff. Good to talk to you, man. We'll talk soon. Talk, I'm actually going to hit you, you up after the show uh, with a question for you, too. So watch for Okay, that. cool. All right, buddy. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. See ya. Mr. Franklin Cirillo. He came in. I don't know. He's still under Jay, but different picture, it looks like. That's all right. How are you today, hey, sir? Guys. I'm good. I changed my picture. That's a picture of me dressed as a creepy clown as a child. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Yuck. <laughs> was that an accident? Yeah, was, like, did you think you were a cute clown? But like in reality, oh, I, years I, I, later, like those old I, tiny I, like dust bowl pictures of kids in Halloween yeah, costumes that you look yeah, at and you're yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> like that's too scary, was, scary for a horror movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's kind of why I posted it because it's a creepy picture. I was in I was in Cub Scouts and we had like a we had a um, you know Halloween party. So it's like I was a kid. 
Nice. And my mom, my mom painted my face and gave me a straw hat and said, go ahead, have fun. I'm like, and there I am all sugared up and all strung out on sugar. And years, well, la- years later in therapy, you pulled out the picture and like, yeah, that's, that's where it started. Yeah, this, yes. This is it. This is where it started, man. <laughs> what do you hey, want to rap about today? Um, let, uh, well, um, I think, I think I want to talk, I want to talk about the first few episodes of Harley Quinn that I watched. The oh. show is fucking bonkers, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so good. I it's it's not for me. It's just a little too bonkers okay. for me, I guess. But dude, hey, I, I okay. I so, like it. I like that version of Harley and what they're doing with Harley. Yeah, better than the movie version, quite honestly. Like, if it's gonna be Bugs Bunny, then be Bugs Bunny. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's I I, I just you know I, I I didn't put it on. I heard somebody talking about it, and I said, oh, let me check it out. I got I just got in you know like I got HBO Max recently to through my dad and whatever, and. uh put it on to check it out and I'm watching the first episode. I'm like, yikes. It was like, cause first of all, the, the amount, the amount of um, grotesque bodily violence. Yeah. This is just a little, pretty, I was a little like, it's pretty oh, brutal. Man. Yeah. But yeah. the, the funny, it was just so funny. Like there was just so many parts of it that were just like struck me as just hilariously funny about you know like her spending like oh yeah no he's coming mr j's coming at like a year in prison and she's just like yeah yeah no he's coming to get me and there's a breakout and it's it was it was uh you know poison ivy that did it and and she's just like she's like oh no mr j's coming i'm staying here she's like no you're not (laughs) Um, yeah that's that's one of the things i appreciate most about that show is that it immediately uh kicks aside the whole romanticized notion of the Joker and Harley Quinn being a, a, a couple because right. there's no way like a, anybody right. who thinks that Harley Quinn and, and Joker are like true romance is it's, they're oh, deluded. No. They're delusional. Well, the only no, one that does is Harley Quinn. Basically. Right, right. I mean, no, look, there are no, no, no. I'm talking about like comic fans. Like, oh, no. There are yeah, people out there that, that are just, they're like, just, you're wrong. You're just, that's yeah, just they're, you're, uh, you're right. That's not even and, a beautiful part of it. Like the beautiful part of it was she was so fucking nuts. She thought the Joker loved her, you know? Like, right, right. And that's, and that's why I like, that's what I like about the show is that the show almost immediately gets, goes into her, like her being like, uh, fuck that guy. Right, right. Uh, well, and rebuilding the, her own life on her own terms. One of the best, one of the best revelations about the show, which I, I don't know, Frank Miller may have like, kind of touched on this in dark Knight uh returns but like the fact that the joker's in love with batman yeah <laughs> the joke is to- he's totally in love with batman absolutely batman is the only love in the joker's right. life because it's, it's like it's without insane. batman he has no purpose right and and i was just like wow that's fantastic and G- Diedrich bader is i like his version of batman in this um, I will say I didn't originally when Brave and the Bold came out, I was like not on board with it. But oh, after I loved it, I loved after, it. Well, <laughs> I'll say after after my first rewatch of Brave and the Bold, I was like, this show is brilliant. Yeah, this is probably this is this is the Batman we needed after all of the other Batman. Because yeah. I, I, I think once you once you lead into the tone of that show and, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely some great stuff in there, and I, I'm. That's one of those shows I can't wait to show my kids because it's it's absolutely a kid friendly show, and it's so much fun, and it's so over the top, um, and it's so meta. Yeah, which and, is great. and it draws in all these like dumb characters that I yes. love from DC that you never thought you would get in right. like a cartoon, <laughs> which is great. Right. And, I, oh, I also I also wanted one other thing about Harley the Harley Quinn show. Wanda Sykes as that book. Was fucking hilarious. Um, uh, was that Wanda Sykes or not? 
It sounded yes. like one. Uh, is she like the Queen of Fables or something? Queen of Fables, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. That was that was fantastic. I did not uh, the, know that's who that was. I didn't know. The oh, entire yeah. voice cast uh, on, on Harley Quinn is incredible. Uh, JB yeah. Smoove plays <laughs> yeah. uh, her sentient plant roommate. Uh, <laughs> God, I love the plant. I love um, Frank the plant. Ron Funches plays um, King Shark. Alan Tudyk plays Clayface, and he oh. is outstanding oh as Clayface. Alan, uh, speaking so of Alan Tudyk, and I don't mean to interrupt or anything, but there's a Resident Alien show coming to Sci-Fi starring Alan Tudyk. Yes, it looks. We really knew about cool. this. We've talked about I it. I knew on the there show. was a Resident Alien show that was coming. I didn't know it was starring Alan Tudyk, and I just yes, saw, we 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 talked about this on the show. Did yeah. we? And I just <laughs> forgot it because I saw the trailer like uh, about a week ago and went, "Oh my god." It's now, just been in development forever. I'm sure it got delayed because of COVID. I'm sure. Yeah, it, I feel like it was it years ago good. they announced that, but I'm super excited. I think that's going to yeah. be great. Who who is who is playing? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I, I every time I go to freeze on the um, the credits at the end of that show, it it does that whole picture in picture thing, and I can't go back to the actual show to to pause it. It won't let me pause it. Who's playing the Joker in that? Because he seems like he's trying to do... I believe it's also Alan Tudyk. Oh, really? Okay. I think he's doing double duty on that show. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, Alan Tudyk, uh, Maxi Zeus was... I, I don't... I think I've only seen up to the Queen of Fables one, but the Ma- Maxi Zeus appearance, the... And uh, I feel I feel a little bit attacked by about Dr. Psycho. <laughs> he looks a little too much... He looks a little too much like me in my younger days. <laughs> Crazy hair, the goatee. That's how I'm gonna picture you now. Whenever I Shark think of you, I'm just gonna man. picture you as animated Doctor Psycho now. Congratulations, you did That's that to fine. yourself, Frank. I, I really did. I'm, not, I'm, I'm watching. I'm going. Does somebody know me? Because I am a yeah. <laughs> although, although I, I wouldn't. I would never call Wonder Woman the c word. That would be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't either because she'd punch your head off. But you know, oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> She's not Superman. She'll kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. I, so I have watched. I have watched all three episodes of Wanda and Vision. Let's talk. Um, Let's and, get into and, it. I need to talk and, about and, this. And, and, and yeah, me too. Uh, so JD, maybe you might want to turn away right now because I know you haven't seen the third episode. Yeah, but so trying to watch it with the idea that there's something going on. Um, yeah, JD just pulled the ripcord. So my first thought was they're inside the mind gem. But then when she, but, but then when she kind of rewound stuff. Yeah. I was like, mm, they're not inside the mind gem. And the end of the episode last night, yesterday's episode, part three. Yeah. Definitely not. It's a place. Oh, no. They are in right. a place. There's there some is place. some weird force field. Sword yep. is monitoring this, and right. I don't think they're as much keeping her there as they are trying to just monitor the place and keep it from expanding, perhaps, like the blob, maybe. maybe. And I, I think sending yeah, I, agents in to be like, yeah. what is going on in there? I think this is like sort of like the time, like, was it not House of M, but the time when she turned the entire world into like, Basically, a D and D LARP. Um, do you remember that? No, like that was the that first. Was, um, that was the first storyline in the Heroes Return Avengers. Oh, by Kurt Busiek and George Perez. Okay, and and I, I think it's something like that where she created this bubble that she could live in because because Vision is dead, or we knew he, we thought he was dead at the end of you know Endgame or not Endgame. I'm sorry. The end, Infinity War. The Infinity, Infinity War. War. 
um, we don't know that he's coming back or not. I think it's. I'm still her. not convinced he is. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think he's dead. him. No, I don't think he's dead either. But I think they will bring him back um, without the mind gem at some point. Yeah, because he is wearing the gem, and he definitely does not yes. have it. He doesn't. Yes. We know right. that. Right. Exactly. So I'm. I'm just one of my favorite. The second. I just want to want to talk about the second issue. The second episode. The second episode issue. Yeah. The second episode where we meet um, the blonde lady. I can't remember her name, but um, there's something about her that's a little off. Like I think yeah, she definitely. He's got more control over some over Wanda. I think. Because she seems like she's got control over all those other women. Yeah. Like we're all like, and they're kind of, they're kind of scared of her. And yeah. like, there's something going off there. She's got stark white hair. She's the only one that mm -hmm. kind of looks off and different. Yeah. Everyone else is beautiful and smiling. Right. And she's wearing like all white, white hair, very like pallid, you know, and yeah. just looks frightened. Like I'm trying to control something or I am in charge and you all need to understand that, you know? Right. So I, you know, I, I did a little, a little researching here and there, but um, I think someone saying that she might be Mephisto. Yeah. I've seen that rumor that yeah. she could be Mephisto, so, that she could also be Agatha Harkness and the neighbor is okay. uh, like just, you know, a red herring. So I've okay. kind of, yeah. I've kind of gone back on my theory that um, Agnes, Catherine Hahn. Yeah is Agatha Harkness yeah, because I I'm, I I'm remembering uh, I'm thinking back to the trailers from before the show started. Yeah. And they definitely show a scene where she is, has broken character mm. and she is like, she's like begging Wanda. Are you here to save us? Okay. So I think that she is a prisoner as well. Yeah. Um, I think that, so I think that everyone we've seen, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to walk that back cause I'm going to regret putting that in the universe. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, Wanda and maybe vision, if he's real or not, are prisoner. I think there's more than one prisoner. It's not just okay. Wanda. Right. Um, and I think that it became very clear at the end of, uh, this episode, this week's episode that, um, Geraldine, um, which I, I don't know why I didn't immediately know that that was the same actress that they cast, but that's Monica Rambeau. Yeah. And, oh. um, and she was, she's like monitoring them undercover and Wanda casts right. her out. Right. That, that was actually uh, kind of cool. So let's just, let's talk about the sword thing really quick. Is this yeah. the new shield is sword born out of the ashes of shield? And this is now sword is doing that job. Do you think? Cause they're obviously not monitoring extraterrestrials and they had a bunch of trucks that pull up with the sword on it. Geraldine's wearing mm. a sword emblem. The beekeeper had a sword on his back that right. came out in the second. Well, like, are they the new shield? It, it, are they the new shield or are they just like the sister, you know, is shield still in existence? That's the other thing. They don't really say whether shield exists shield, or not. As last we last we saw shield, they are toast. It's over. They are okay because uh, I haven't uh, watched. I did uh, not watch Agents of Shield. If um, you if well, if, Agents of Shield doesn't count. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they went into another reality. So that, actually, that's over. Gotcha. Actually, <laughs> I think Agents of Shield might count. Don't no because no. Uh, <laughs> And and shield at the end of Agents of Shield, Shield is being re reborn. Um, but uh, there is a the the commercial in this episode for the Hydra soap. Right. Yes. Uh, 
is a direct reference to uh, a thing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where uh, Agent Coulson talks about how Hydra came up with this blue soap uh, that made people more susceptible to their brainwashing and stuff. Hmm. And so like, it, it like it it might matter not not in such a way that it's like I hope you watched season seven episode no. three, but I think that like I, I don't think it's fair to totally write it off. Whatever. Okay. Um. There. So. Whatever. But we're at a point where I think Sword is definitely doing Shield's job. I don't know why, <laughs> and maybe they're just more covert and trying to play it cool because Shield got taken over by Hydra. We're seeing these weird commercials in Wandavision that. If, advertise stark which is odd but then strucker and hydra and Mm. strucker works with hydra hydra may have gotten to the scarlet witch and whoever is supposed to be the white-haired woman maybe work she could be madam hydra i don't know Mm. so i try to control this you know i think that um i think that the commercials are all direct references to traumas from wanda's past Mm mm-hmm uh, if you think back to the uh, first, uh, the first commercial about the toaster, the Stark toaster, right? Um, you know he pushes the lever down and it makes a beeping sound, and yeah. it's the only thing in color in the entire episode, right? And the helicopter was the only thing in color in that, and one. it sounds very, it's mm-hmm. very reminiscent of the idea of the unexploded Stark bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That mm-hmm. Wanda and Quicksilver talk about in. Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. You know, like they, they sat in that apartment, that shelled out apartment waiting to die. And all they had to go off of was Tony Stark's name. It's like, this guy has you like, uh, and then the second one, the Hydra watch was the Strucker watch. Strucker is the one who gave them their powers. Yeah. Right. And, well, I was, gonna, uh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that, that was from and then uh, the, the, the Hydra soap, uh, th- that, that I'm not really sure how to tie that in, uh, how to loop that in. But it's um, got to be more than I, I have a feeling that either Hydra or aim or Hydra and aim are working together and trying to control her somehow inside this bubble that uh, she is powering and maybe doesn't totally re- but she's losing control of certain things. Like when we see the stork, like last night, she conjures a stork before she conjures her babies and right. she can't so, control and, it. It's well, like, also so the there's neighbor. some, there's some sort of, there's some sort of, holographic or you know alternate reality thing happening because the credits, when she like, I mean well when she casts uh when she casts Monica out Monica like appears out of thin air like she comes like she just like through a portal poof right right uh, right that's that's what it seemed like to me and so yeah there's some sort of like virtual reality something or other happening um well the- but I think that the I think that the um, it's either she has created this bubble and the, the government camp has sprung up around it in response. I, I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely it. Cause there's a sign that says okay. Westview in the, yeah. after like the, you see the yeah. aspect ratio change and we're like, Oh, we're in the real world. The first thing they show is a sign that says Westview in the real world, which is a, like I, the name I of their even- subdivision. I didn't even notice the aspect ratio change. It was oh, just I freaked so, out when it started. Oh, I was like, oh, 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 we're in the real world. It's like, oh, <laughs> so, so there's a scene, there's a scene with a neighbor trimming the hedges. And then all of a sudden he starts cutting the wall. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. which, which I feel like 
he's that was like kind of like shit saying you know trying to you know the cracks are starting to show yes like the, Wanda, the, and Wanda's losing control in. of her powers yeah. at the same time yeah. and Vision is like well that doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense this timeline is off you know and he's looking at so the neighbors like you, why are you acting like that do you think that Vision is like kind of his consciousness is existing inside of her I, and that's yeah. Well, there's no reason why we couldn't build another vision. And there's no reason right. why she couldn't, if she can magic twins into a reality, mm. why can't she magic vision back as she pictures him? But right. he also doesn't have that the stone, you know, that was powering him. And yeah. he probably doesn't have the same technology that was created for him to power him. He's got some weird magic thing going on. And so he's a weirdo and he's not acting right. He's sort of vision, yeah. but he's more human, which is what she wanted. And he yeah. can notice flaws in people that are human, but he's also a robot. So that's odd too. And like things like when he goes and picks up the doctor and runs at super speed, the doctor is like, whoa, that was crazy. Not like, oh yeah. my God, you're a fucking robot. What the hell? You know? Right. And then the, right. the even the doctor like, oh, says okay. like he makes, uh, when he was trying to go on vacation, he's like, ah, small towns, they can be so hard to. Mm. And he looks right at the camera and goes, escape. <laughs> you know, like, okay they're trapped so in something you know. that. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, tony I, yeah. tony in the chat says uh did you notice that the sign for the city is outside the bubble yes that's what i was referring uh, to which makes right. it seem like she's controlling the entire existing town yes. not creating an entire town yeah so, like i think she yeah, yeah. she either her or like we'll say Madam Hydra. I'm not going to say 100% it's her, but Hydra is behind this and stuck her there. And said, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any with reason to believe it's actually Hydra. I, I mean, it's either Hydra or Aim. You don't put a beekeeper in there unless Aim it has something to do. With it. <laughs> Come on, he's in a yellow suit. He's got his a beekeeper outfit. It's I mean, gotta I'll, be Aim. I'll, I mean, I'll grant you that, but they did Aim. The like they already did Aim in Iron Man three, and it was nothing like. Aim as we know it. That was a while ago. Maybe aim got better. Sword is better, like replaced shield possibly at this point. We we'll don't see know. See if Modok shows up. Yeah. Oh man, I hope Modok uh, shows up. <laughs> I hope. Oh, I would love to see live action Modok. Yeah. Modok's got his own thing coming out. Definitely. Wait, can, we see, can we see the Hulk just be bash Modok? That would be. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, watching the Hulk like just beat the crap out of Modok and Modok screaming and running and shooting his laser beam floating. Uh, Tony in the chat also mentions that there are a bunch of weird hexagons in the opening credits that look like aim shit as well. Like the designs right, on their true. costumes and stuff. Yeah. So I, I think there's something going on there. So can we talk about the design of the show? Just how it, it's how it, stunning when you, oh, it's amazing. It's stunning. That yeah. Episode, it was absolutely Dick Van Dyke, you know, totally. Um, yeah. And then, and then, then bewitched, you know, bewitched, like instantly. Right. And, and then, like, and then it's the Brady bunch. And I'm just like, Holy, everything was so spot on, but the house itself never yeah. changes. Yeah. But the decor and the style, like they are like, they're really, really like killing it with it. Even you know, when really they went outdoors and like the, the cheesy painted backgrounds, yes. just like from the Brady Bunch, we're like, we're in the backyard, not a studio. Exactly. What are you talking I, I about? That you know? I noticed that too. It was great. It was, I was like, oh my perfect. God. Perfect. Yeah. Backgrounds look like they're, they're just like old paintings, you know? Oh, so it's so good. Yeah. It is, and I wonder if they're using that same technology they were using in the Mandalorian with that that bubble thing, whatever that fishbowl thing they're using, where they right you know, yeah. project. I don't think they are. I think okay. they are going old school 
like yeah. studio, like let's but put up like a panel wall and fake stairs and you know and like whatever and like because it looks so cheeseball on purpose and yeah. that's what makes okay. it feel right. real. It gives it that like <laughs> that '70s sitcom feeling. We're like, yeah, they're in a house. Like, sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. As long as we shoot everything from that angle, they are all right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and the clothing choices and the hairstyles yeah. and every everything they're doing. Like Vision had big giant mutton chops. Oh yeah. No, uh, like in, in this last episode, and I was like, "That's that's fantastic, it was sexy it's as hell." So- I, I loved it. <laughs> I thought he looked great. It's just, it's just so, it's just so accurate. Like everything has been, every detail has been researched, and it's like, it's like they actually have someone from that era. Like you know, that, I'm making a joke, but it, but it's it's so well researched. Actually, I did hear that Dick Van Dyke was a was a um, he was a uh, consultant on the first one. That's awesome. That yeah, is awesome. Yeah, I'm curious to see heart. when they get out of this, when they say, okay, we're not doing the sitcom thing anymore and, and we're pulled out of the real world. I'm wondering if there's a chunk of the audience that's like, well, I guess I'm done. Oh, you know? Know. Like, feel, you know, the superhero like, nerds, we're going to be like, fuck, I'm, we're still in. This is awesome. Yeah. But I'm wondering if some people will be like, oh, they're not doing that anymore. Oh, I, I feel like they already <laughs> did. I yeah. feel like they already jumped out of it. You know, with this last episode. Well, we get one more 30 minute episode, I believe. And then it goes to the longer episodes, which I'm guessing. Well, there are there are nine episodes and six of them will be 30 minutes. Right. Okay, so we've got uh, three more 30 ish. Okay. Okay. So. Wow. That's 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 awesome. I love I love the format. And there's no rules. I love that. It's Marvel saying like, look, this is our TV show. And we can do whatever we want with it. We can right. make 30 minute episodes. We can make hour long episodes. Deal with it. <laughs> You're going to watch it. You know? Yeah. I, and I love oh, yeah. that because there's no rules. Yeah. It's so fun. Frank, we got some more people in line though. All right. So I gotta, Absolutely. All right, guys. Good to talk to you, man. Uh, see yep. you, Frank. Let's get to Jim. Jimbo, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Nice. I started uh, reading Jujitsu Kaisen. Wow. Yeah. I actually started. Um, I haven't read manga in a while, and it is an adjustment, I will say, but I'm not disliking it. Oh, good. I'm not good. disliking it. It was a little rocky getting back into, it's just. I'm left to right, left to right. Well, left to right, one, but that's not even the issue. It's just, manga is so slightly different, like mirror world comics from what I'm used to, where it's like the rules are just slightly different and there's certain things that manga readers have come to expect that like when I hand a comic book an American comic book to someone who's never read one some people can be like well wait a minute I don't get like some of these tricks my head hasn't figured it out yet and then when you do it all snaps into place and you're like okay now my eyes know how to go this way instead of going right to left every time or whatever you know stuff like that yeah like to guys like you and me it's 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 just like burrowed into our brains right Hmm. But to somebody unfamiliar with the art form, they might not know like panel progression. And and that's why it's, that's why it's uh, such a key element of comic art is being able to do that without necessarily calling attention to it. Right. And like little things that are done in American comics to show like someone is noticing something or about to say it's the, something. It's the same, yeah, know. I mean, it's the same, like, cinematography. It's the same yeah, concept. Right. Whereas in manga, like, instead of, like, a character being like, oh, you know, in manga, there's, like, an exclamation point, and, like, their eyes go, <laughs> yeah, over, yeah. <laughs> But I'm not hating it. I'm not hating Good. it, so. Good. So, in, to answer the question of the week, uh, one character brought to my, uh, from My Hero, 
he has a brainwashing power. Yeah. And he wants to be a hero. Yes. And so in his backstory, his name is uh, Shinso. And in the backstory, everyone's like, oh, your power is best for villains. Why don't you be a villain? And I, this question of the week kind of uh, spurred me to that character. It's kind of an interesting uh, situation where you're trying to go back against a character that is a power that is known for, uh, you know, evil doing. Totally. And he's trying to do it for, for good. My, kinda, my hero, my, pardon me, my hero yeah. academia does a lot of that. And like the creators, they're huge X-Men fans and they wanted to do a superhero show and they love yeah. the idea of a school and all this. And it's all there and it's great. But yep. they like some of the powers, it's really cool because in this world where so many people have powers, they've tried to just like put everyone into their box, like all for one. He's the superhero, you know, he's the Superman type character because he's super strong and he can fly and he does this stuff. So obviously he's a hero, right? You know, but then there's other characters that are like, well, this guy has fire powers and he's the second most powerful character, but he's also not the best guy, you know? Oh, he's, <laughs> like, he's a total dick. He's yeah. Total dick. And, <laughs> and they challenge so many ideas of sort of like what we think of in American comics where, right. yeah, if you had a Captain America type, you know, character who gets super serum, they're either going to be good or bad based on whether they're American or, you know, they're a Nazi. <laughs> you know? In this, like, yeah, there are some characters who are like, well, yeah, this kid was raised really bad to be a bad person, but wants to be good and has super creepy powers. Like, yeah, mind manipulation, you're probably not going to be a real good guy. And if you right. are a good guy, you're probably not going to use your powers a whole lot because you're directly manipulating people to do things. Even if they're good things, you're directly manipulating people. Does that make yeah. you good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that question, uh, it was a good question. Really interesting. Uh, brought to that to that side. So, it, Joe Patrick, you should read. Joe Patrick would like my hero. You would, yeah, Joe would love it. He would absolutely Joe, you love could it. Even, you, could even, you could even watch the anime. You don't have to read. It's easy for you. And it's oh, great. Yeah, I hate reading. Their powers are fantastic. Like it's heartwarming. The superhero battles are ridiculous. And like yeah. some of their power, like there's a guy that like shoots sticky tape <laughs> like from his body. Like that is his power. But yeah, he learns like I can do all this cool stuff with it. Actually, like when he first had it, he was like, oh, man, my power is just it sucks. It's dumb. It I hate it. But then he goes to school and he learns like, no, you can actually do quite a bit with this. And he becomes this badass hero because of who he is and stuff. Oh, man. Man, it's great. It's such a great show. I love it. I, I did watch the first few episodes of uh, One Punch Man. I thought that was pretty great. That That's more of a satire on here. Satire like, comedy. Yeah. And it's, I yeah. love it. It's great. But it's sort of like a satire of like a yeah. Dragon Ball Z kind of satire almost where it's just like, here yeah. comes another big bad guy. He's going to have to train and train. Like, no, he's not. He just punches him and it's over. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's very much it. Just uh, keep up the good work. You know, I'm just going to pretend I don't watch any of this American stuff. You know, <laughs> Japanese only for me. Fair right. enough. It's not your fault where you were born. There's nothing you can do about that, man. I get it. Jim, it's <laughs> always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, Adios, bye. Jim. David Robbins, I tell you, you had to pop out. You popped back in. How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right, sir. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Are you good. on the phone today? Uh, I'm 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 using Zoom from the car while I'm uh, headed up to pick up the girlfriend. Okay, well, be safe and don't get too excited and crash your car. All right, but what do you want to wrap about? Hands-free phone. Um, so uh, number one, I just I have to concur with uh, Ron Punches as King Shark um, and the 
ridiculously overacting version of Clayface that they have in there is fantastic. Yeah, I did yeah, like the Clayface. Um, yeah, I did like because yeah, if you think about the so Clayface in the old Batman cartoons, it's like he was supposed to be an actor and stuff like that, and it's yeah. like he was really just like I'm a thug. Yeah, I used to be in Hollywood, and now I'm evil. <laughs> like, who did you play in no. Hollywood? Like, <laughs> now, now he's a classically trained actor who talks like this. Yeah, which makes more sense, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the so scenery chewing uh, Clayfaces. Uh, it's it's great. so great. Um, WandaVision. Uh, I am three episodes in. I watched the, the newest one last night, like everybody else. Um, without talking about the story yet, the commercials in the middle of the show. We can talk about the story. We already talked about it. So if you want to talk about the story, okay. I'll, you know, That's fine. let's do it. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. But I, I want to comment on the commercials. Yeah. Because the, the commercials are pieces of Wanda's trauma poking through. That's what Joe said. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the first one, the, the Stark toaster with the blinking red light is the bomb that didn't go off yep. and kill her and Pietro. Yeah. That's exactly what Joe said. And yeah, I'm sorry if you covered this already. I, I came on late. No, no, that's okay. But I think All good. what okay. you're saying, I don't know if it's a matter of Wanda reliving her trauma or someone introducing certain traumas to her again to get her to remember who she actually is. You know what I mean? Because we did see that person yeah. that's like, at the end of the first episode, we saw that person that's sitting in front of a monitor and they've got like a CB set up and shit. And we hear them be like, Wanda, Wanda, is that you? Wanda, have they heard you? That's Jimmy Woo. Yeah, right. Which, and if it is yeah. Jimmy Woo, which is awesome, I love Jimmy Woo, but like, are they sending messages in there? to try and remind her of things because the first thing that that agent, what's her, Gabriel was her name, right? Geraldine, Geraldine, sorry, Geraldine, Geraldine. When she touches Wanda, she like snaps out of whatever kind of mind whammy she's in. And she says, your brother was killed by Ultron, right? You know, like, cause the world knows that Yeah, we saw that in the news. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh Yeah. My brother. It's like, why would you bring him up? That's weird. Like, so I don't so, know if there's something directly evil going on and that's the world is just like, hey, we're controlled by evil corporations or someone is sending her messages based on her trauma to get her to wake up. Okay. So what I like, and I might be completely off base here. Um, what I think might be going on. First of all, I don't think it has anything to do with Hydra. Okay. Um, I don't think Hydra, I don't think Hydra is involved in this at all. I think this is. Wanda, like trying to go somewhere after Endgame, and you know, like Hulk kind of fucked off after Age of Ultron, and she's just trying to piece herself back together. And she winds up in some little motel in Westview, wherever that is. And this bubble just starts forming around her because she's trying to delude herself. And I think it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And until it, it showed up on Sword's radar. And I think somebody is either nudging her to keep going with this and make it bigger, which is where we see the beekeeper. Right. That I think maybe right. it, AIM took notice of this and is trying to get in there to manipulate her for their own benefit. But now that beekeeper, has a, to to, the beekeeper has a sword symbol on his back. Okay, so then maybe I missed that part. Maybe the the beekeeper is just a, a red herring. Maybe it's all just she's deluding herself, and it's this bubble that's that's just a side effect of her powers that she doesn't isn't aware that she's doing, and it's it's creating this just okay. like pocket of reality. 
so uh you i don't know if you heard this part uh david but i hmm. hypothesized that wanda is not the only prisoner Oh, I think they're all prisoners. Uh, yeah, I think anyone that was in the town already is a they're prisoner. They're all prisoners. And anyone that, and anyone that gets sent in is, is a prisoner until she disturbs Wanda's reality and she right. boots them the hell out like she did to Geraldine yesterday. Right. Or, right. or, uh, or Monica Rambeau, as we know. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, yes. So now I'm thinking, uh, now I'm thinking that scene that I talked about from the trailers where uh, we see Catherine Hahn breaking character asking, are you here to save us? Maybe she's not talking to Wanda. Yeah. Maybe she's talking to Jimmy or Monica or, or Madam Hydra. <laughs> it's not fucking Madam Hydra. She might be talking. She might be talking to vision because she might not know that vision's not real. Maybe she's talking to vision. Yeah. That's the other thing. Cause vision has constantly you know, so, been questioning her and vision seems to be the only yeah. person on the show that is allowed to question Wanda. Anybody else that questions well, Wanda, she rewinds, she shuts it down. She kicks them out of the bubble or whatever, but vision oh, so is, she totally made that guy choke in episode one. Yeah, absolutely. She did totally because he started asking questions and stuff, but vision is allowed to be like, well, doesn't this seem a little strange how quickly your pregnancy is running and stuff. And like, don't you think it's a little weird how the neighbors Because it's are part at? of her own mind. Yes. It's part of her Vision own mind. Vision is part of her own mind. Yes. Vision is Vision is a, is a creation of her. And That's why I she's don't trying to think make he's him real. perfect. She's trying to make him perfect. The very first line of the entire show, of the entire series, my husband and his indestructible head. Yep. And that is how he died from Thanos. Yeah, and Casey just pointed out she rewound Vision in episode three as well. She made like and made him go back. So it may not be that she's. I don't know that we've seen her rewind actual people like that. But she's done like time where it jumped back, and she was like, "No," and time jumped back. But she straight up rewound Vision and made him say something different. She's she's trying to live in her own reality where she can have the happy life with vision that she can't have because he's gone. And uh, you were talking earlier about making a new body for him. I think they can't. Dr. Cho's dead. Oh, yeah, that's true. She's the only she's the only one that knew how to make that that had that technology that knew how to do that. Yeah, that's true. She's gone. Tony's gone. Like nobody else knew how to make that body. So they can't make a new a new uh, synthesoid body for whatever consciousness she might be able to well, reconstruct. Now, because it's also, it's also not Vision's consciousness. It is Wanda's memory of Vision's consciousness. I totally right. agree. But this is something that I've been thinking about since Infinity War. Vision's body does not actually get destroyed. It doesn't. His, right. his, head, like he, his head gets smashed a bit. Yeah. But um, when Thanos yanks the stone out of the Vision's forehead... All of the color drains from his body. Yeah. And the first thing I thought of, the very first thing I thought of was the Avengers West Coast storyline in the 80s where the government rebuilds the vision, but he's soulless because, you know, they don't, they don't have what it takes to actually recreate the vision. You know, I just, I just had a thought based on that, Joe, um, Shuri was scanning Vision in order to pull all of his uh, data out of the stone so they could disconnect him from the stone. Right. What if they? What if she got to like 
75 or 80 percent of him and yeah. he has his memories he has his knowledge he has his skills oh yeah. he has no empathy i like that right oh, yeah. like, it, that, it, it, like the time the time stone is what if the times are the mind stone it's the mind stone. mind stone um if if they're gonna if they're trying to say that the mind stone is what made the vision real you know the a real boy um, or game his soul, basically. I mean, there's yeah. no reason why they couldn't have the vision, and just and but that's like, here's the tragic story of the vision. Yes, he's alive, or yes, he's back, but he's not. He has no emotional connection. You know, he's just he's a robot, right? Basically, yeah. I find it hard to believe. I don't think that this vision is the actual vision, but I find it hard to believe. That by the time this is done, the actual vision is not back. I agree. You know what I mean? Because you don't get yeah, I think otherwise you don't right. get Paul Bettany and pay him this money. <laughs> it's just no point. I, I, I think this vision is Wanda's idealized memory of the vision. Yeah. I agree. And what she wishes she could have with him and what she remembers him to be. The doting husband yeah. that does whatever she wants, that doesn't question anything like just anything that she wants, he's there for. And you know, to hell with logic, to hell with questioning, anything like that. And that's how we get a pregnancy in a week. Um, that, yeah. You know, to, to twins. That's how we get all of that. And he doesn't, he barely questions it. And if he, and if he does, she rewinds it and all of a sudden everything's perfect again. Uh, well, you, and you know, like if, if none of this is, if none of this is going to end up being real in some fashion by the end, then None of the uh, foreshadowing about Young Avengers makes any sense, right? You know, why, why do right. you introduce like, the kids and name them Billy and Tommy and shit? We're, and, we're mean, not, yeah, yeah, we're not going to like we're get, we're definitely getting those characters. It, it's yeah. it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, between between Kate Bishop and Stature and all that stuff that they've already shown, yeah, you're absolutely right. And knowing what we know about how this show is going to directly feed into Doctor Strange two. Mm-hmm. And multiverse shenanigans. Like, who's to say where these characters' return comes from? Right. I mean, this this show could end with Doctor Strange showing up and saying, we have to kill Wanda or she's going to destroy the multiverse. And, and he takes her out of reality or something. I don't know. But she's in the next. You she's going to be in the movie with him. Here's another hypothesis um, off of that. So it, I think you're right that this is going to end with, with Strange showing up. What if this pocket reality is like her grief called Mephisto and she made a, a, a no more, a one more day or a, a no more, you know, whatever no more uh, Peter Parker kind of deal with Mephisto. Well, there's that. Okay. There's well, no, a Peter Parker Mephisto put, like a one more day. Yeah. An identity back in the box kind of thing um, where the, the deal that Pete made, or I'm sorry, the deal that Mary Jane made with Mephisto to get all of that unwound. And then she had to sacrifice her marriage, maybe Wanda doesn't didn't understand what deal she was making, and this is Mephisto, and that is Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Maybe like what if all of this is still run together, and that the multiverse of madness horror theme is coming out of the reality bending and Mephisto and all that kind of stuff. Maybe as part of him supercharging her powers. I do think there is going to be something. This with uh, remember when Brian Michael Bendis was writing Avengers and. Dr. Strange showed up and said, we need to talk about Wanda. And they were like, yeah, what do we need to talk about? And he just comes right out and says, there's no such thing as chaos magic. It's not a thing period. Yeah. 
She is mm-hmm. a super freaky, powerful mutant. And that's what's going on here. And maybe she is a reality-altering mutant. And maybe yeah. this is going to gently push X stuff down the line. I don't know. They can go so many different ways with it. But we know Cumberbatch, uh, Tony, actually Frank Cirillo just said, Benedict Cumberbatch is on the IMDb list for this show. So, yes, Doctor Strange is going to show up at some point. And it also I says have, Quicksilver, have, though. So Yeah. I, I have a slightly different thought about the mutants in the MCU. I, I think that the, the mutants in the MCU were triggered off of the, the, the three pulses of the Infinity Gauntlet being uh, activated. Yeah, that's certainly a great way to do it, if you're going to. That's a great way to do it. You know, because then you have, a, you have a time jump between that. It, the timeline is a little screwy unless you introduce teenage mutants. That doesn't explain, you know, Deadpool and all that. So it might be a, a multiverse of madness and collapsing them together. And, and that's how we get that. But I, I, I've, I've, I've been thinking since they said that it was gamma radiation from the infinity gauntlet, I've always thought that the one pulse of the gauntlet and then the five years later pulse when they flipped everything back was what triggered. And the third one with Tony was what triggered the X gene in people to activate mutants. Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be, that might almost be too easy. <laughs> you know, like Maybe. I like it, but it might almost be too easy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, actually to clarify, Frank says, uh, the actor who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies is, is on the show, which I like is, him way better than the other dude that played Quicksilver in Ultron. That's so. <laughs> a pretty big damn coincidence. If he's not like an alternate reality version of Quicksilver, unless they're going to play some joke True. on it where she's like, look, your brother's back. And she's going to be like, that's not my brother. What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, it is. It totally look, he does. He's super fast. He does all the things. Remember? And she's going to be like, no. And then we're going to get this multiverse of madness shit where we yeah. get a peek at the Sony X-Men or the Fox X-Men universe or something. I don't well, know. I mean, they're doing it in Spider-Man three. Yeah. You know this. So why not? I mean, ugh, craziness. I okay. mean, the, the, the best, the best part about WandaVision is that it is firing off our imaginations in completely different wild ways. Yeah. And we oh, yeah. will have no way of knowing if any of it is accurate, but we can all <laughs> until guarantee it's over when they do reveal it, oh, yeah. we're all going to be wrong and we're going to hate it. I can't wait. <laughs> conversations, conversations we haven't had conversations. We haven't had since like the month after infinity war yeah. or since, since like the, the, the long break between season seven and eight of game of Thrones. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. These are the conversations that we've been missing for the last year with no new content because of COVID. Totally. And I think this you know, is, this is really just is. Marvel showing like, yeah, we still win. We're still better at this game. We we're, we're doing oh, yeah. it and we're sticking with it and we're paying attention to detail and we're going to have fun with it. And DC can throw all their stuff against the wall and we'll see what happens there, but we're sticking with what works for us. And I enjoy it a Absolutely. lot more. I, I have to say, I yeah. think they're winning. So always good yep, to talk totally to you, Dave. Agree. We got to get out of here, man. The show's running long. Absolutely. Be safe guys. All right. You Me have too, a safe bud. trip. Thank you to everybody that called and played along. I'm so glad we got to get into Wanda that deep, WandaVision that deep. That was fun. And I want to continue exploring these theories. I feel like it's been like since lost, since I've had these kinds of conversations. I guess I got pretty nerdy into Westworld for a while, but Westworld kind of fell apart. (laughs) I I still liked it, but then it was like, wait a minute. This is all in somebody's mind, but not in their mind, but also in their mind. (laughs) 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joe Patrick, before we get out of here, let's set these kids up with a question of the week for next week. What do we got? What are we doing? Uh, all right. Well, Ryan Mount uh, suggested this, so I think it's uh, a good time to do it. We, By the time we get to our next cover to cover, we will be one month in to DC's future state. So let's get into it. Let's talk specifics. What are you enjoying? What are you hating? What are your favorite books? Uh, what creators are you like? I, I said this week that uh, I've been pleasantly surprised by Philip Kennedy Johnson on uh, the Superman stuff. You know, we want to know what you're liking, what you're disliking, what concepts you hope stick around, what creators you hope stick around. That Ram V, I think he's really going places. Yeah. I actually reached out to him to see if we, we can interview him because I think he's, oh, got nice. a, he's got a bunch of really cool stuff coming. And uh, man, that Catwoman book was great. It was great. It was really good. So yeah, we're, we're doing a future state one month post-mortem. Check in. Check up. It's not Check a postmortem. Up. I guess it's not postmortem. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. dead yet. No. All right. We'll be here next Saturday to talk about that and uh, everything else. We'll get another episode of WandaVision under our belt here. And uh, we always love talking to you nerds about whatever you want to talk about. So hit us up. Thank you to everybody that played today. You know how to contact us. I say at the beginning of the show. But please do. Shoot us your emails. Shoot us your uh, questions. Shoot us your voicemails so we can talk. It doesn't have to just be here. We'll feature you on the show for different things as well. You want to know right. what you should be reading? What uh, you should be watching? Anything like that. Hit us up. We're nerds. It's what we do. Uh, don't forget the, the THN Book Club coming this uh, in this week's main show. We are reviewing War on Terror, God Killers from Aftershock, and I'm about halfway through it, and it's great. Really cool. And uh, Mark Sable, the writer, is a very cool guy, too. It's a really good introduction where he talks about reclaiming the name Alhazred, which is the mad monk who wrote the Necronomicon from super racist H.P. Lovecraft, which if you like look into what he says about like Arab culture and their old religions and stuff, it's crazy racist. <laughs> so I never really thought about it until Mark Sable pointed it out. I was like, oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, this is unfortunately not not new news about H.P. Lovecraft. No, he, I'd like to say it was a different time, but he went out of his way. <laughs> so... <laughs> So true. <laughs> we'll be here. Uh, that's next Wednesday on the show, and we'll be here to do cover to cover next Saturday. So thanks again for joining us. But right now, it's time for us to get out of here. My name's Matt Bomb. My name's Joe Patrick. And this is the Two Headed Nerd signing off.